0: Welcome back to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. Taxley offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consulting. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxley show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxley.com to learn more. I'm your host, Alex Meacham, former Bearcat basketball player from 1997 to 1999 under the Hall of Fame coach, Bob Huggins.
1: And I'm Neil Meyer with the Front Office
0: News.
2: And I'm JT Smith, Editor-in-Chief of the Front Office News.
0: All right, fellas, let's jump right into it and recap the Tulane game. The Bearcats lose the Tulane 94-1-on-1 in overtime in New Orleans. JT, thoughts on the Bearcats' performance?
2: Man, it was bittersweet, man, because you know, with the injuries, you know, Vic going down um, early in the first half, uh, Rob going down in the second half you know they battled and even when Vic went down they went on a run had a nice lead second half they were keeping that lead most of the half and then just uh, Tulane just them down and then uh you know and it went in an overtime so it's kind of disappointing because how good you know they finished off tough against UCF you know the have on Saturday and then they didn't you know five straight misses from three to close out the game up seven with less than three minutes, and then you go to overtime and lose, Uh it's just a rough loss, man. Very tough
0: loss. I can agree with that. Neil, what stuck out to you?
1: Yeah, I think realistically, the injuries is what really hurt. Obviously, you lose a guy who's been the centerpiece of this team for most of the season, and Victor Lachin there early in the first half uh, with an ankle injury after he looked like he just rolled his ankle. So you lose a guy like Vic, And then you see a guy like Rob go down early in the second half, which both of those are huge blows for this team. I mean, Rob's such an elite defender, and we've seen that in the recent games. But overall, I think what stood out to me, I mean, Jalen Cook had a phenomenal performance for Tulane. I mean, it just seemed like he was getting anything he wanted. And, I mean, he, he he won this battle of why he was one of those preseason unanimous selections for a preseason first team of the year in the AAC. Uh, He finished with 27 points and 14 assists. So, I mean, 14 assists is something that stood out to me for Jalen Cook, but overall, Kevin Cross, Jalen Forbes, another guy we mentioned, I think between Jalen Cook, Kevin Cross and Jalen Forbes, Forbes, they combined for, what is that? 54, 70, 78, 80 points of the 101 for Tulane. So you think about that, those three guys just took over for Tulane when they needed it the most, but I liked how the Bearcats battled for most of this one. I mean, they had an early lead. They see Vic go down. They keep their foot on the gas. But overall, they just fell short after uh, they're in the second half and Tulane forced overtime, and they just couldn't get the job done.
0: Yeah, you know, I was disappointed in this game uh, because of several issues. Um, I I think we talked about this before. This is a game we had to win Um, if we wanted you to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, Vic going down, Rob going down. Looks like Rob's going to be out for the season. You know, they just had a ton of adversity to deal with. And, and I think towards the end, they didn't handle the adversity very well. Um, and listen, they they did some good things with Vic out. You know, you lose yeah. a centerpiece like Vic, right? That could – you could go into a, a hole, a shell. And and they did some good things with Vic out. Um, you know, the the way the game ended was tough. Um like, I mean, what, what do you, like, what are you saying? What'd you do to, to get juice that upset? Like I've never seen him. I mean, there might've been like a game or two where he got into it with some people with, you know, talking and, and he's from Detroit. So you, you know, yeah. it's there but, Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. But he's usually composed. I've, I've never seen him like that. So I'd be interested to find out what was said or, you know, what were some of the particulars with that, but. Then it was a point where West just had enough. I mean, he was upset. It's the technical. I thought he was going to get thrown out. Yeah. For a second, I thought he was thrown out, but um, stayed in the game. But um, you know, all around it was just a tough night. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on winning the AAC tournament. I mean, that's that's a must at this point. But you know, fellas, I, I I'm just I say this a lot to the young people uh, that are in my basketball program. Just me dealing with young people all the time, and and that is in life and sports, you deal with adversity. Um, in the Super Bowl this weekend, both teams are going to deal with adversity. Um, the adversity might be a major injury to a quarterback, uh, you know, running back, offensive lineman. That could really impact the game. Um, the adversity could be, you know, a crazy call that, you know, changes the trajectory of a game. But you know, you just have to you have to deal with adversity, and I think that comes down to good leadership and a culture that's a that's built. That's how you had overcome that adversity. And I look at Juice getting kicked out of the game. I mean, that's your leader at the end of the day. I mean, we interviewed him, and he's the leader of that basketball team. And and with him being gone, I think it's it's tough to overcome um, that uh, that adversity at, at that time. But hey, listen, it's time to move on. Get ready for the next game. That's all, That's you, can all you can do. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxley. The Bearcats take on USF today at 7 p.m. in Fifth Third Arena. We want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meal's Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support. Of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. Now let's jump into the Big O segment, sponsored by Donahoo Accounting Services. In this segment, we cover players to watch in key matchups. JT, we'll start with you, who from the Bearcats needs to play well and why.
2: It's going David Julius, man, because um, Big Vic, you know, he twisted his ankle, maybe hopefully he's available on, sat- on Saturday, but um, David Julius got kicked out of the game, didn't have his best game. Um, as a Bearcat for sure, you know, against Tulane. I feel like even though they're going against USF, I feel like he has to come in there, just just right the ship, man, because, you know, he's too good of a player um, to have down games or whatnot. But I think they really need him to try to stay the ship, man, and I think he just needs to have like that. I um, mean, he's been dishing the ball out well. I think he had eight assists on, on Wednesday. So I feel like, you know, get over the five assists, Mark, um, shoot a good percentage, but have about between 13 to 20 in that range, and just affect the game. Um, get Eric, get everybody some easy shots. Hopefully, he can get downhill a little bit more. But uh, that's that's what I'm looking for from uh, from Juice. I, I just want him to you know take the bull by his horns and then hopefully get the Bearcats back on the winning side of things.
0: And JT, I I agree with that. I think that's a great selection. I think Juice is going to want to come back. I think he's probably embarrassed about the last game. I think yeah, he's yeah. right that shift. You know what I mean? For,
2: for sure, for sure. Like, especially, like, because, you know, I mean, because I think they probably, I mean, whatever happened probably got under his nerves. But I think another thing that probably got under him was like they were up, even with all the injuries. And, you know, he probably could feel it slipping away. You know what I mean? too. and they probably were talking mm-hmm. a little too crazy. And that, you know, made them unravel a little bit. So I think he's going to want to, you know, give a, the home crowd a good show. And, um, you know, give, give you know, ball out. So, so that's what I'm, I'm expecting Juice to come in here and do his thing on, on Saturday. Now, Neil, USF is 10 and 14 right
0: now. Who do we need to watch out for from the Bulls?
1: Yeah, so for the Bulls, I mean, it all starts with Tyler Harris. I mean, he's the guy that makes that team go. Uh, we've seen that as the season has gone on. Tyler Harris is fifth in the AAC in scoring right now. He's averaging 17 points a game, roughly. He's an elite shooter from behind the arc. He's one of those guys who can really affect the game in many ways, whether it's his shooting, his ability to create for others. He can really kind of sling the ball around the court, pass the ball very well. Uh, He's one of the top guys with assists in the AAC as well, but it all starts with Tyler Harris for USF. And I mean, we saw that in the first game. I mean, they really did a great job containing him in the first matchup of the season where UC won 85 to 69. Tyler Harris was just held to just 10 points. And I mean, that's, a key reason of why that victory was the way it was. I mean, David DeJulius and Mike Adams-Woods and the Bearcats just did a great job keeping Tyler Harris off the ball, uncomfortable as possible, Uh, just to hold him to 10 points when he's averaging 17. I believe that's probably one of his lowest scoring totals of the season. But overall, I mean, another big player is Tyler Harris. Like, that's the guy that makes that team run, so – you got to look out for him, but you also got to look out for Russell uh, Tetsua inside the big um, with Vic kind of dealing with that ankle injury. We aren't sure if he's going to be able to go yet or not on Saturday. So uh, Tetsua could be a big name to keep an eye on for USF. I mean, Vic kind of uh, held him very well in the first game. He didn't really do much, but his presence inside, I mean, he's a seven foot, uh, seven footer, big physical. And if you don't have Vic available for this one, don't be surprised to see Russell Tetua get some touches inside and really kind of ravel his way inside to get some early buckets as they really would look to establish the ball inside to free up Tyler Harris. So Russell Tetua is a big name you got to keep an eye on as well as Tyler Harris. So those two guys are two names to keep an eye on heading into the Bearcats contest on Saturday.
0: The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahoo Accounting Services. So, Neil, let's stay with you here. Um, we have played USF already, as you alluded to, and you, you gave the score. Um, what do you think, coming into this game, USF is going to do differently on offense or defense? Or will we see some of the same things we saw in the first matchup?
1: Yeah, I mean, offensively, I don't think they really try. If I remember right, I don't think they tried to establish the ball inside early. Uh, Keyshawn Bryant got going. He had 10 points in the first matchup. Uh, they were led by guard Miguel Selton, who had 15, and then Tyler Harris had 10. But overall, I, me personally, I look for them to establish the ball inside early. If Vic isn't able to go, you're going to see big minutes for guys like Odia Aguama, Kalua Zipke. Josh Reed's going to see some good minutes, hopefully. Dan Skilling's off the bench. So, I mean, the Bearcats' depth's tested now with Rob back out with an injury, Vic dealing with an ankle injury. The depth's tested. So to th- keep an eye on. I'm, I'm sure Brian Gregory's going to find a way to get Russell Teshua involved early. And that if they get them going early, like they're going to set the tone. I mean, when the teams played the first time, I mean, it was UC back and forth for the early couple minutes. I believe there's only four lead changes, but overall the Bearcats just kept their foot on the gas and really controlled the tempo for the most part. And I mean, if we remember the first game, the turnover battle wasn't bad. The Bearcats were held on Bearcats were under 10 turnovers and uh, USF only had 12. So, I mean, it's not like USF played a bad game the first time. They just weren't getting the shots to fall. But overall, I, I look for them to establish the ball inside early and really attack the glass.
0: The Big O segment is sponsored by Donahoo Accounting Services. For friendly, expert tax advice whenever you need it, come to Donahoo Accounting Services, a leading accounting firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Our top-notch accountants strive to help you resolve all your financial and tax issues. Call Donahoo Accounting Services today for a free consultation at 513-528-3982 or visit online DonahooAccountingService.com. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Taxly. The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota. Now, this is where we cover the keys to the game. JT, what do the Bearcats need to do to win?
2: man they have to maintain their energy the whole game you know what i mean like they can't have those laws and they gotta win the rebound battle man they lost the rebound battle against tulane that doesn't help especially when you go cold from three and protect the ball i thought they turned tulane over pretty well so i think they can they need to channel that and then uh you know, shoot good shots. I feel like they shot pretty good shots for the most part. There's a few here and there, but at the end of the day, um, they got to they got to turn them over and win the rebound. Or these keep it close. I feel like they've been losing the rebound battle the last couple of times by a significant amount. Then they got to keep it within three rebounds to be fair, because you don't want to get this team hope. They've been getting beat up on the last few weeks, so they might be just one of those one things where they're just gonna go balls to the wall. So they got to punch these guys in the mouth. ASAP hmm. and establish dominance because um, you don't want to get a, a team that shouldn't be on the same court with you, like far as talent, um, any hope. You know what I mean? Just it's just you just don't because otherwise you're gonna be in for a dog fight. You don't want that. You want to go ahead and just put them, you know, um, take the dogs to the kennel, and get them <laughs> out of here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for real, well, man. Well said. Neil, what do the Bearcats need to do to win big?
1: To win big, I think if you can get another night like David DeJulius had versus USF the first time, I think you're in good hands. The first matchup, he went seven of eight from the field for 21 points while dishing out seven assists. So if you can get another efficient, a very efficient uh, night offensively for David DeJulius, I think you're in good hands. But overall, they got to maintain their size inside. If they can continue to win the battle on the glass, that'll be the key emphasis, especially with Vic uh, status up in the air right now with the injury. If they can continue to establish their presence inside, whether it's on the glass, offensively or defensively, or find some ways to get Odie and Kalu going. If Kalu sees some time, Odie going really establish the ball inside to free up guys like La- uh, Landers Nolly, David DeJulius, but overall, you just got to find a way to win the Battle of Glass. If they win the Battle of the Glass here on Saturday, I think they're in great hands. and could really get another good 10 to 12 point victory, roughly, hopefully.
0: The Kenyon segment is sponsored by Greg Hood at Beachmont Toyota. Uh, a couple things, fellas, just on my end. So you, you guys make some great points. I hope I hope we have a big crowd. I hope we have a big student section. And that, and that was one of my concerns with the loss against Tulane is that kills a little bit of the momentum. So if you go and beat Tulane, you got a home game versus USF. The timing of the game's good. It's on a Saturday at 7. Students can come. They turn up a little bit before the game, get a dub. They can go turn up after. So I think all things lined up. Now, obviously that's not the case. So hopefully, you know, we still have a crowd. And, And I think it's important that the student section and in the, in the crowd is loud because th- this team needs that momentum, you know, to, to win out the rest of the season. I mean, it's going to be very, very important that they win out then um, go to the AAC tournament, have a good run. Um, hopefully big, Vic plays. Um, I think he probably will. Uh, Rob's out for the year. Feel really bad for that kid. Um, but like you guys said, get back to winning the glass. Um, great points there. I think we can really press these guys. Um, I think we can really turn them over. Yeah. You know, I I think we can pressure and turn them over, get some easy buckets, get the crowd going, get things hyped up. Um, Was it the last time we played USF? Help me out with this, guys. Didn't we have, like, only four turnovers? Was that the game where we were, like, at zero?
2: I think so.
1: Was that the game? At half, yeah, at At half, right? that had four turnovers.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys are better with the stats than I am. But I, I thought that was the – because I remember it was an away game, right? So, yep. um, you know, if we can turn them over, keep our turnovers down, um, be honest with you, um, I think we blow them out. I think the Bearcats are pissed they lost to Tulane. I think the way that Tulane game ended, a lot of people are angry. Yeah. And they're going to play with some anger.
2: For sure. Um, that's JT, that's, you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, for sure. I, not the Jump in. That's why I think they gotta jump out on these boys ASAP. If they jump out on them ASAP, they beat them. They beat them down at their place last time. You jump out on them early at on, at home, or they're on the road. Fifth third against Rockin', then you ride that momentum and just get them out of here. So you can't have one of those one games where you start off slow and give them a little hope. I still think you'll win. Com- should win comfortably, but you just don't want to give them any hope. Just go ahead, shoot them in the foot, shoot them in the leg, then give them head headshot, man. Like just,
0: dang! You shooting them
2: all? Shooting them, man! <laughs> yeah. Shooting them,
0: especially if
2: shoot the, them in the foot. They got a hobble. Then you press them. Then shoot them in it. The, shoot them in whatever hand, foot, leg, whatever. <laughs> then go ahead and get them out of here, man. Just get them especially out. Of here. They don't if need them.
1: Like the student section brings the energy they brought versus UCF. If they if the student section brings that same energy, oh, I expect a good a good afternoon for the Bearcats because that student section was electric versus UCF last weekend.
2: Yeah.
0: No but. question. Let's let's hope so. Let's hope all you guys are right. Big crowd.
2: Uh, shooting them in the foot. Foot, so yeah, foot, man. Shooting them in the hand. Yeah. Just call it, it duty me. style like that, man. We don't, you know, not real life stuff, man. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, don't want to go. What was the uh what's the movie? <laughs> what's the movie. Dang, above the rim. We don't want to go above the rim. We ain't trying oh, to go like that. No, no, no. No, you don't probably you know, don't know what that is, Neil. <laughs> you no,
0: know, you know what above the rim is with Tupac. You ever nope. seen a picture of Tupac sitting on a rim on an outdoor court? You ever seen that image? I don't think so. Okay. All right. So, Neil, you got some homework to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need you by next podcast to watch Above the Rim, and we want your movie review. Yeah. So write, write that down, okay? Our next, it. our next podcast will be the, what is the ECU game. So that's February 15th. So – You got a little little time. You got to watch above the rim.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got you. You
0: got it. All right. Yes, sir. JT, and we need to do this more with Neil. We need to have him.
2: You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do, man. We got to let him know because then, like, we make these references, he's like, it's over. you can't can't chime in. So we got to get him included. You know what I mean? Hey, that
1: Master P reference when you said, it, I definitely was googling it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, gotta (laughs) help you out. Gotta help you out, man. You know. You know,
0: the crazy thing about um, this generation and Neil's generation and younger is they have more access to information than any time in history. Oh, for sure. All -hmm. the information is in your phone, at your hands, in in Google search, right? YouTube. I mean, you can find anything on YouTube. For sure. It's just it's absolutely amazing to me. You know, we had to. and, and probably me a little bit more so than you
2: jtp we, yeah. we had the mind for information like we had to go to the library library i'm to say you definitely had to go to the library right and then, uh for sure had to go to the library for sure and then you would like somebody would know something so then it would be like hearsay for a long time <laughs> and you wouldn't believe depending on who told you you wouldn't believe what they told you mm-hmm. so then it might be real it might be true then you might then if you like quote it and it's wrong, then you like everybody's dogging you. It's crazy. Like at least you can kind of verify good or wrong, good or bad before you even quote it. Like yeah. you go, you roll with it, man. You'd be like, oh, man, he lied to me.
1: <laughs> somebody tell
2: you something? minute. Like, you know, like people. You know, shoes come out now. Somebody might be like, somebody might be capping and say it's a different colorway out, and you don't know. You might not have seen the East Bay yet. <laughs> and, hey, that's how that's how we found out. What the new <laughs> shoes look like in
0: a lot yeah. of ways, or just yeah. some new clothes. Was East Bay getting the magazine? The magazine house, right? Yep. You
2: got it once a month. That thing was. Well, that was the Bible for. Yeah, was for fame. sure, for sure.
0: R.I.P. Bay.
2: Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, they did, they are going out. Didn't they didn't go out of business in the last yeah. year.
0: They're finished. They're finished. That's crazy. They, they sold a, hell of,
2: huh? hell of a run.
0: Yeah, they did. They did. They had a hell of a run, man. It was a uh, important for the culture. I mean, they they impacted. You could say East Bay was a, had a huge impact on
2: hip hop music and oh. you know basketball culture itself, right? Oh, for sure, man. They had like the best ads and logo, like the best little ads in there, the shoes and stuff, like the gear. Everything was in there. It was like a one stop shop. Yeah, it was. Rest yep. in
0: peace. Yep. The Kenyan segment, Keys of the Game, was sponsored by Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota. Come see fellow Bearcat Greg Hood and the Beachmont Toyota for all your Toyota needs, cars, trucks, and SUVs. Greg Hood and Beachmont Toyota is ready to help you get into your new Toyota. You're listening to the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast presented by Tax League. Now, the Twyman segment is sponsored by 93 Ways to Mentor. This is where we cover hot topics. So here's what I got for the day, fellas. The hottest topic right now going on is LeBron James on Tuesday night surpassed uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. 38,388 points. Amazing. Now, let me start with this. This is going to be a two-parter, but let me start with this. JT, I'm going to go to you first.
2: What were you doing when when LeBron broke the record? I mean, you don't want to know what I was doing. All right, go ahead. Cool. And your, <laughs> and your thoughts, and right,
0: your thoughts on him breaking the record.
2: Okay, cool. Two-parter. So I literally was up watching the game. And then like right at the beginning of the third quarter, I passed out.
0: Man, don't tell me you fell, you fell asleep. He,
1: he fell asleep, Alex. Bro,
2: that is so aren't you a Lakers fan? Yeah, I passed out. I was, man, it was a long day, dude. Like it was super long. We I tried to up. get him on
1: the live stream and he didn't respond until the next morning when he passed out.
2: Dude, I passed out. I was just like, I had the longest day in the world, man. Like I missed it. I literally missed it.
0: That's that's disappointing.
1: I'm,
2: yeah, it's super disappointing. I'm i t- I'm keep it real though. Yeah, I passed out, man. like yeah, I, I was gonna get on. I would have got on a, on a live stream with him and everything. I just I was done. Like I was fighting fighting for dear life. I watched the first two quarters, made it through the whole halftime. Saw when he was talking to his kids, like before the half came yep. up, and then I pat like literally right before they like took the ball out, it was like somebody unplugged my TV. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, right, what, I woke and I woke up. I woke up. I watched it like on my phone and it went up to my bed or whatever. But I literally passed out on my couch. So okay, so
0: when you saw it, um, or just in general leading up to it, yeah, what were your thoughts on him breaking the
2: record? That was pretty dope. Like just that's like a, a record you don't think is going to get touched. Well, I guess some people have been close. Kobe was close, and he had more injuries. Um, of course, Mike, but he you know he was out. He missed two years of his prime. You know when he went to baseball. That didn't help either. Um, and people shoot more threes nowadays, too. So it's more acceptable yeah. to shoot, shoot more threes. But it's still crazy just to see because he's going to stack up on it. Like, um, I mean, LeBron could play probably, I mean, solid probably four more years if he wants, depending on at least two. I mean, he's still at top tier right now. So I think that's pretty dope to see. I mean, I'm, I want to see where, where he ends up when he retires. I don't think anybody in this generation will touch him. KD's too injury prone. Yep. Um, even though he's the better, I think he's like the pure, better pure scorer. Um, he just like, he's too Plus injury prone. Um, Steph's injury prone as well, but he might be like the better pure scorer as well. Um, but I don't think that they won't, they're both older than people would think as well. It's because younger than LeBron. They don't think they have enough time to, they have to have a clean bill of health and go to 40 and eight. I don't know if they would be able to catch them. Um, LeBron's still tacking up. So it's it's gonna take somebody like a young kid come in there and they're gonna have to be about their business from the beginning and um, get and lucky have,
0: and have longevity.
2: Longevity, yeah. You're gonna have to build a longevity. It's not gonna be a big man. Well, it's not gonna be a person that plays through the post per se. It's gonna have to be a person that's like an inside out kind of kid that can shoot yeah. threes, can't just it won't be like a Tim Duncan type person or Shaq type cat, it'll be like a guard forward person. Well, I, that I, breaks I, it. I personally think the days of the Tim Duncans,
0: the Shacks, in the future will, will come to an end. I, I don't
2: think we'll yeah. see players like that much. You know what I'm saying? It's rough, yeah, man. Unless something changes, I don't know. Yeah, I don't see how. Only way I can see it coming back is if they can guard, the big man can guard the wing. Yeah, I just, like, a, like a person that big, you know what I mean? Because people yeah, yeah. just want to shoot the three so much. That's, it's that's, like – that's what I'm it's, saying. It's crazy. Like, to me, it's like, I don't know. I like the I Emmy. Mean, I don't mind shooting more threes, but at the same time, like, you missed 10 threes, and you could have made four, four two two-pointers, and you lose by six it's because you took, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, it's
0: well, so the volume of it to me. Here's here's what I always say. So I think, my, in my personal opinion, I, I think the NBA has always kind of set the standard and then it trickles down to the rest of basketball right so um and and if you look at the way the nba has been i guess transformed over the years they realize that in order to from an nba standpoint they play so many what 82 regular season games that right yeah yeah games right that's a lot of games
2: yeah
0: and so that means you've got to get you got to get fans a lot of fans there it's a long season right so they realized the entertainment value had to be higher. So they didn't need games in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. right? They needed them in the 90s and 100s so they could get young kids there who were excited to watch guys like Steph Curry, yeah. uh, John Morant. Like, those are dreams for the NBA because at the end of the day, NBA arenas, let's take the Pacers. The Pacers want families to come to the game. They don't yeah. care about Bill and Bob like two, two like yeah. business guys, they want Bill to bring his three kids because then they buy merch, then they yeah. buy cotton candy and, and all that stuff. So now you're making more money off of family. So in order to create that, they needed more points. So I yeah. think that's how the rules changed. That's why they you know opened up the court more. That's why we say, and I don't want to steal my thunder on some things, but they changed the game in terms of the spacing of, it's easier to get to the basket
2: um. Oh, way, way easier, right? Way easier. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's NBA, so it's different. But I mean, it's already gonna be hard per se from a regular person's perspective. But, but it's way easier. It oh yeah, you could hand check. You could ride them all. I mean, you had to. I mean, you could deck them. I mean, people get would have got. People would have got suspended for ten games for some the <laughs> fouls they committed back in the nineties. Oh, especially in the eighties. They were they were punching people and just yeah punching people. They punch people, punch people and, get, and coming back in the game. <laughs> man, <I love> <laughs> That's coming back in the game, like, like don't, the elbow. That was nothing. You wouldn't even get in the technical for of elbow. Oh man, just yeah, just, just completely. I mean, insane, but it's probably good for healthcare. I mean, the, the, what they did good for healthcare <laughs> for sure. Well, I do wish they, I wish people could fight though more. You know what I mean? Because people be doing some little scab stuff. So you gotta. But besides that.
0: Man, them NBA dudes don't want to fight. They, they act-
2: don't want to fight. They be acting tough. Right. they
0: the big tough guy in
2: the NBA. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. But besides uh, that, yeah, man, it makes sense. Yeah, they they definitely, they definitely got the. Uh, it's easier to score now, though. It's easier to score now for sure. Yeah, somebody may do it, but it's gonna take somebody. That's gonna have like have to have a clean barrel of health. They're not gonna be able to be. Taking those days off, like just random days off, just cause like they're gonna have to play like 75 games or the 82 consistently to be able to walk down somebody like LeBron. He's gonna put it over, he's gonna put it somewhere crazy if he want if he wants to. It's all on him because he's a freaking mutant and he's still got some years left. Like, cause even if he's slowing down slightly and he can just go play in the post for a couple years, for real if he wants to, and probably average 18 to 20. Yeah, he's definitely slowing down. Like there there are times you can see you're like Yeah, he can't he can't keep like consistently keep it for a long game. He has to pick his spots more. Exactly. You know what I mean? That makes sense though. He's 38. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Neil, what were you doing when he broke the record and your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, so when LeBron broke the scoring record, I was actually on a live stream with the team of forty eight minutes with Tim Daniel and Parker Fields. Uh, We had a, looking back on the stats a little bit, not too long ago, I think we had 228 people chime in, check us out, live stream for the record, so we threw a little watch party on Twitter, we had a stream yard going, so appreciate everyone who came out, so yeah, so we were on a live stream, and uh, it's actually funny, because they made fun of me for the, uh, for it obviously, but I was the uh, only one with cable, so I was watching it on cable while they were watching the game on a streaming, uh, like a DirecTV uh, streaming service. Were so they me, they you? Yeah, because I was ahead of them. And they were like, I can't believe you have cable still. Wow. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, we still got cable here. So I was a few seconds ahead of them. So it was like I saw it first, Tim saw it second, and Parker saw it third. So when LeBron broke the scoring <laughs> record, I had to keep quiet. <laughs> I had to keep quiet, and then Parker. When Parker saw it, that's when we all three went a little nuts.
0: That's funny. So, <laughs> that's
1: but long story short, is I had to go into the uh, the closet and pull out the uh, 2004 Team USA Olympic jersey of LeBron James for that game. Oh, so you're you're a big LeBron guy? I'm a big LeBron guy.
0: I didn't know that. Okay. Okay.
1: Big LeBron guy. Obviously, I wasn't around to see MJ play. So right. I mean, I just have to take in the history of yeah. everything LeBron has done in his career. And it's just like, if you get the opportunity to watch him, whether it's on TV, in person, for a kid our age, or for everyone in society who watches professional basketball, like you just admire everything about his game. Like He's done so much for it on and off the court. Uh, he's, just the way he plays the game, everything about it is just amazing. So, overall, yeah, I'm a big LeBron fan, so I can't really – can't really say much like that. I was tuned in. I wasn't going to miss history, so I had to tune in. So that's what I was doing for the uh, the night of the history where LeBron broke the scoring record.
0: Nice. Well, so um, quickly, I watched it with my father. And you know what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to watch a lot of historical moments with my parents. Um, you know, they're older. Dad's uh, 89, soon to be 90 here in March. Uh, mom's 81 she's gonna kill me that I told her age on the podcast (laughs) so it's all good but um you know watching history with them's cool Uh, my father got me into basketball so you know watching really cool moments like that with him is is really cool um I'm happy to see LeBron break the record um I never thought anybody would break that record I I just I, I didn't um and, and if you really look at it, hindsight, if anybody um, was able to do it, it's, it's LeBron because of his ability to stay healthy. Yeah. Um. I, and I agree. I think JT, you're spot on. If Kevin Durant, you know, was healthy and could stay healthy, I think he's the one of the best scorers the league has ever seen. So I would say he would be a guy that, um,
2: you know, would have had a chance. But just, I mean, he's – I don't think he'll, <laughs> you know. Yeah, not he's, like that. I mean, even if he stays clean, I mean, no. majority clean, I still don't think. I mean, I think he's too far. Mm-hmm. He's missed too much. He's missed yep. too much. He has to that stay. Must. LeBron, he just started getting injuries with the Lakers, and he was already, what, 34, and he still was able to play most of the season. Like, even when he had that one, the one first year, I think he missed, like, 20 games or something, 25, maybe more. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, it was, but he still got to play half the season. Yeah, like KD is like, boom, out for the whole year, boom. I feel like he might have been out for the whole year, like twice.
1: He's missed some time this year, too, with like an MCL, if I remember right.
2: Yeah, last year he missed some time. You know what I mean? So he's going like, and it's just going to get worse as he gets older. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. Um, But
1: back to the topic LeBron could literally cement this record so far untouchable. Because let's be honest, he's got four—he's got four or five years left, easy—and he's yeah. also made it clear too, like, yeah, I want to play with Bronny. Well, that's the thing. that's he can put this the, thing yeah. five four or five thousand more points out.
0: So, you know, sorry to interrupt, you, but I, I think you just made a great, great point. Yeah. I think there's two things going on in, in concert right now. One, he wanted to break that record, and yeah. two, he wants to play with Bronny. So, I think his I think his pursuit of elite physical condition watching what he eats all that plays into I want to break the record which I don't blame him like I think that's I think that's amazing if you have a chance yeah. to fucking do it yeah
2: for sure right Why, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I want to slow down and discuss right you know what I mean
1: Yeah, especially too he did it after halftime Everyone's kind of saw the video of him talking to Bronny and Bryce He was like all right I need 18 I need 16 I can do 8 and 8 and then he goes, should I just go for it now? And he goes, yeah, just, just get it out of the way. Next thing you know, he just knocks out in the third quarter.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: a pretty cool moment, too, because that's something yeah. like Bronny and Bryce are going to be able to look back on forever and be like, hey, this is what was said to me like right before my dad broke the all-time scoring record. Like this, That's just a memory those two will remember for their life. So you can't really go wrong with that. And that's just a very cool moment as a father and for Bronny and Bryce as well.
0: Well, to be honest with you, I think as big of a deal as it is to have the all-time scoring record, I think LeBron, at the end of the day, the biggest trophy is to be able to play with Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. right, no one has done that in the history of basketball. I mean, obviously the Griffies have done it in baseball. Yeah. Um, I don't know
2: much about football history, if anybody's ever done it in football. but I don't think nobody's ever done it in football. And it's that's, quite damn near impossible for football. <laughs> right. Unless you got like, if you have a kid like 14, you're just exceptional. <laughs> After middle school. Yeah. So. You, you got to have a kid. Hey, them man. kickers
1: or punters, maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I get but, that. But it's still, man. It's, it takes so much. Like, basketball is the only one you really, baseball, too, the only one you have a chance. Cause, like, if you can stay healthy, you got a better chance of staying healthy than football The a hell of a sport, man. Mm-hmm. Love it to death. But so, 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 real quick. So I think, I think – listen, I've
0: always thought that LeBron wanted to end his career as the – he wants to be known as the greatest player to ever play the game. And I think him and his team, Maverick Carter and the whole crew, they've looked at strategically how can that be done. And I I, I think just forecasting how some things were going, I I think they all realized that winning the championships and, like, you know, you've got to win seven or eight. You know, beat Jordan in yeah. I think they realize that that probably doesn't look realistic. And I, yeah. I, I don't like how people have changed the. They've kind of moved the goalpost on that whole like like champion. Oh, well, champion. You know, when I argue with people about Jordan, LeBron, they're like, well, championships don't matter. Don't why? Like, yeah no, no, all no, of a sudden, not, not matter. No, you know what, no. what I'm saying? But but i think i think for lebron he probably looks at it as, okay i got the scoring record and then i'm the first person to ever play with his son and if his son ends up being you know a good nba player i mean yeah. you got to you got to put lebron you know it's it's hard
2: to argue some of that stuff yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure it's definitely hard to argue it's some like i feel like who is the person that kind of like cuz it, it's weird i don't know cuz he definitely deserves, like, goat talk, for sure. He's not my goat, but at the same time, he deserves it. Like, you can't argue it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't I, say, I, it, all right, if that's how you feel, you can't do that. This person doesn't know what they're talking about, per se. So, like, that's the thing. Um, like, Mike, I'm a Kobe guy. Um, and then, like, the thing is, like, what? I don't know. I don't want to take it anywhere else, but, like, the thing is, like, Kevin Garnett was the one that brung the high school people back, but he was a big man, right? Kobe was the one that brung back the guard, which essentially helped out LeBron indirectly. You know what I mean? Because back then, like, like Kevin Kevin Garnett and Kobe, they both really didn't get their fair shot as a at the first year, because that's just old school coaches wouldn't let, right. let the young guys just run, run and go, like how. You know, they did so good that when LeBron hit the scene, he was able just to be like, all right, you get the keys because – He played off rip. Yeah, know? because how they did, you know what I mean? Like, the track record of Kobe, then you got T-Mac, and then it was like, okay, LeBron's the next guy. And they were like, nah, we're not going hold to them, hold them up. But you had those two. So, I mean, it's nothing like no diss LeBron, but just like – I feel like the, the young, like the 90s guys got fleeced because old school coaches be like, I don't care how good you are. F it, you're not starting. Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean. Like, it was a veterans yeah. league. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's, so you I got please. So like, people yeah. be like, well, Kobe only averaged six, and I'm like, it's a, it was a different league back then. Like, you can ask anybody, it was like, man, Kobe was busting people's ass, but he couldn't play because coach wasn't going. Dale Harris wasn't going to let him play just because. To your point, think about you know Gordon I
0: mean? his rookie year and how they try to freeze him out. Yeah, All-Star yeah. Game like it was a veterans yeah. league, right? They didn't yeah. want that that shiny new toy so you're you're right now if if a guy like Jordan Kobe or Kevin uh kg
2: was to be in the league now yeah man they would they would be playing every second yeah you get a better chance so that's the only thing but it's no this I mean people you gotta go I mean crawl because that's gonna make it easier for the next person whenever they release it for the next kid so I mean I think somebody will break it but who knows I don't know if I'll be around I don't think I won't be around. I don't that. think I'll be around to see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't think I'll but, see. That. But the thing is they shoot the three ball so much. If somebody comes in and it's like LeBron size or like KV, say like KV size, and they can stay healthy, shoot the three that good and score like him, you know, with how open it is, it's possible. But they gotta be healthy. Like you can't be you can't be playing one year out for a damn near half the next year. Play for the next year, out for a whole year, like it ain't gonna happen. You gotta play like they damn near gotta play about twelve years straight without, yeah, any big hiccup. You know what I mean? Like you could have a little twisted ankle here and there, twisted, break a finger maybe, (laughs) but you can't, you can't tear ACL, Achilles, and all that stuff. You you done. You ain't catching them. I think it's. I think. I think it'll be
0: difficult. So many things have to happen. Yeah, uh, have to be in place. So we'll we'll see. But I I think it's amazing. You know, you got a kid from Ohio.
2: Yeah, that's dope. That's open right. itself. Yeah,
0: open it's itself. You you think about how amazing the story is. Um, I, I I just I love it. I love I love watching LeBron. Um, I think I learned from Kobe to not take for granted. Yep. greatness. Right. Yeah. Here was my problem with Kobe. So. Obviously, I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan. When Kobe came along, I disliked Kobe because it was like, you think you're Jordan, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, that bothered me. But for that, (laughs) the new generation of people, of kids, they were seeing somebody, like, really great that they could, because Jordan might have been too old. You know what I'm saying? They gravitated towards Kobe. And I'm like, my other problem with Kobe was everything he did, I'd seen before. I seen Jordan do it. And that was always my problem. And so I wouldn't watch Kobe. So, you know, towards the late later part of his career, I started watching. I'm like, man, this dude is like dope. Like I, I love I, I just, you know, really loved what Kobe was all about. And I
2: missed a lot of hey, You missed a lot, man, because like I, I was because the thing was, I was a Jordan hater. I wanted Jordan to lose. When he retired, I had to give him his prop because he was so good, I wanted him to lose and he still won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, I always wanted the other team that was playing on to beat him. But I'm just like, I mean, time, man, dude, he was a shit. I, like the whole his whole career I wanted him to lose and he would still win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. then but um, but with Kobe, he played on my team, so that helped. But he was like a flashier Jordan. Like What's it was crazy. Like, what I mean, what, 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 it, flashier, like his, like what I mean so. by flashier, like his that statement. Like what I mean by flashier, like. Like he had like, you know how Iverson had the killer crossover. Yeah. Like Kobe had like one of the like Kobe probably had the second best crossover in the league behind Iverson. Okay. Like every like you will watch Kobe because he his crossover was so clean. Like even mm-hmm. my dude hated Kobe. like, man, Kobe's crossover was so so tight. So he would watch the game because of it. he hated Kobe. Mm-hmm. He was like, every time he shot the ball, I thought he was making it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm saying, like far as his skill, his skill was so like his handle was on point he could do everything like jordan handles was tight but i'm saying like far as he had like the early to the late 90s like flare you know what i'm saying like everybody wanted to do a crossover like jordan mm-hmm. wasn't crossing nobody up like that he might have mixed up between the legs a little bit but he wasn't hitting nobody with no left to right right to left like kobe could do that well, you know what i mean to, don't say that to brian russell though oh uh, yeah i mean that was i mean but it wasn't that was a push-off yeah. that I, it was beautiful I wouldn't like, but like, I'm talking about like far. It's just like you think that was like ground. You think that was yeah. a push-off? yeah, it was a push off. Okay,
0: I got a, I got a video breakdown of it not being, but we'll, we'll
2: I mean about. he he touched <laughs> his, me I mean he grabbed his butt.
0: Man, he did. Man, okay, <laughs> I, I got <laughs> he it. grabbed his butt.
2: That's it a, was it. a good play. I mean, he's Jordan, so it's all good. But he we, definitely pushed him. And it's Brian Russell. They are not gonna get him the call. They're all not right. giving Brian Russell the call. I'm not. I'm not giving Brian Russell the call. But. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a, he re- pushed re- him though, bro. Like, I mean, it wasn't re- like agree, and he pushed him. He he wrote him,
0: it wasn't re- enough to be called. It wasn't
2: enough. I wouldn't have called I'm saying I wouldn't have called, but he pushed him. Like, if that wasn't the finals, they and it was Jordan Jordan, not calling on Jordan regardless. So, but if it would have been all right, let's see who's a player on the team. Um, it would have been Pete Michael. He did that. Shit. That's that's a foul, Pete offensive you. foul. Pete Michael, Pete Michael, he wanted to play for the Bearcats, nothing, Michael. Damn. <laughs> and what's the um who oh, was the other mother Pete damn, Michael who, your- not Pete Michael damn <laughs> ah who was the damn the other guard well if it, if it would have been Randy Brown they would have called an offensive foul
0: well Randy Brown shouldn't have been in the
2: game at that point um, <laughs> <laughs> of course but I'm just saying I'm just saying it been somebody you know what I'm
0: saying well, like hey, let me ask you this do, so do you so you think uh, I, okay let me let me let me say it like this obviously Kobe's your favorite player ever.
2: Yep. Do you think he's the greatest player ever? I will give Jordan. Jordan's Jordan. All right. So like, I'll 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 go by a couple people. I messed with Jalen Rose a lot. He said Jordan was greater, but J- but Kobe was more skilled. But just like, it, but it is like how it grows. Like it's like you come in, you have a guy like Kevin Durant who's more skilled than anybody you, you wouldn't nobody like kevin durant in the 80s mm-hmm. it's just it's the evolution it's like it's gonna be a kid that's more skilled than lebron can he stay you as know. healthy as lebron who knows but I, it's gonna I, happen it's gonna, it's gonna it's gonna it's an evolution you know okay. what i'm saying i'm a
0: i'm a i am saying i am i am ai understand that i believe you know the whole evolution thing but i think michael jordan was 10 to 15 years ahead of everybody in the 90s he was so far
2: ahead of every, everybody I mean, he was he's, he's the goat, he's the goat, flat out. Like it's no arguing that. But I'm just saying, like because what hurts like Kobe, Kobe's injuries hurt him, but he was just as good as Mike, I believe. Maybe a certain part of his games were better because you could shoot threes more, which Mike, I mean, at the end he was, but that was OG Mike when he played for the Wizards. Bulls Mike wasn't shooting that many threes except against the when he hit all the threes against the, the Blazers. That was a different joint. But, um, I mean, but I would say, like, like it's like it's Jordan and Kobe's my second flat out. Okay. And then, like, reason why I put him again uh, over, like, LeBron, like, LeBron empowered the players, which is cool. And that's why, like, you can't really be a fan of teams anymore. And that's cool. I ain't mad at that, whatever. But the thing is, like, Kobe, like, LeBron, Kobe, Jordan stayed at his one team. He went through his lumps. And then he got over the hill, so I, I hold more weights, man. because the Pistons and them was beating his ass. The, the Celtics was beating his ass. He didn't run. He just – and he got some help, of course, but he didn't run. He, he battled them. He could have dipped. Kobe stayed, went through his lumps, mm-hmm. didn't dip. So I gave him more props because of that, where LeBron, and it got tough, he went to Miami, he went to super team, right? So – I hold that against him. I mean, he got a championship. Cool. He went back to the, the Cavs. The Cavs championship is worth more than all three all three of his other championships combined. To me, because of the circumstances of the Cavs, just he put, put the team on his back. They had one yeah
0: championships
2: in- they never won championship ever. Won championship. You know what I mean? It, it held more. So that's why I think, like, if he would have just stayed stayed in Cleveland and he won two in Cleveland, never left, and maybe he left now or whatever. I think it would I think it would make it easier for me to say he was higher than X, Y, and Z personally. Mm-hmm. But that's just how I look at it. Cause back then your star stayed unless they were a marginal star, then they might have got moved. But if they were that guy, people came to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, you he didn't see. go to Yeah.
1: Neil, Neil. So is LeBron your goat? LeBron is my goat. Obviously, my opinions are different just because I you didn't see. Around. Did you see Kobe? you see much of Kobe, Neil? Um, I saw a good, good amount of Kobe. Okay. But I'm, I was always a LeBron fan. So, but Kobe's definitely not far behind it. Like it's got it from my era. I would put LeBron, then Kobe right behind him. And it's not like a stretch of a, a race. Like it's close neck and neck.
0: As far as your favorite or yeah, a-
1: LeBron's number one and Kobe's right there behind him.
0: Okay. So where do you, where do you put Michael Jordan? If In you the- were, if you were, I know you didn't see him, so it's a little bit – In the yeah. GOAT
1: conversation, Michael, it's between Michael Jordan and LeBron for me. Obviously, okay. I would still lead to Jordan being the GOAT, but LeBron's not far behind him. And but I, then I put Kobe right there at three.
0: And I always have a – I have a hard time arguing. Like, young people love to pick an argument with me. When LeBron broke the scoring record, you know how many text messages I got <laughs> from people under – 25 years old, like, he's the goat now, really Jordan. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> against Plumbers and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you didn't see Jordan play. i,
2: <laughs> <Just> I <plumber. laughs> I've watched
0: Jordan play every game. I've watched LeBron play since St. Vincent, St. Mary. Like, I, I, I didn't get to fully appreciate all of Kobe. I've gone back and watched a ton of Kobe. Um, so I'm I'm way more well versed on Kobe, and obviously after he, crazy thing is like I was like fully versed on Kobe, and then he dies. Like that's the honest to god truth. Um, so because when he retired, I really dove, took a deep dive into mm-hmm. him. So, but I just have a hard time arguing with young people. I'm like, how do you argue? You didn't see him play. Like it's hard to, I I so what I'm saying is like I can't I can't fault you if you don't have Jordan as your goat. You didn't see him play, yeah. but yet. Don't tell me he's not. The GOAT, because you didn't, you know what I'm saying? So it's a yeah. two Sowers just end up in these weird arguments with with, with young people about, about the whole thing. But I will say this. Um, LeBron's great. Kobe's great. Jordan's great. Um, great for basketball. It, and I think it's great that after Jordan retired and left, you still had guys holding up the game, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kobe held up the game. LeBron's holding up the game, and there'll be others. But it's just great yeah. for those people, even in the conversation, right? Because if you didn't have them,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, <laughs> the stuff dies down. You got a lot of it's, it's NBA's in a good place though. Like keeping it real, you got a lot of people that are doing a lot of great things. Steph Curry, KD. I mean, Chris Paul is probably like one of the greatest point guards to ever play. You no, know, on the tail end, yeah, on the tail end. You know what I mean? Jason Tatum. You yeah, know Giannis, Luca, Joker, you know what I mean? E it's a lot of just a lot of pure talents, a lot of young boys out there, younger cats too. So it's just you know, it's in a good yep. spot, man. It's in a good spot. I just don't know who's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a minute before we see somebody get close to that record, though. Yeah, who
1: yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a while before anyone gets close to that record.
2: Yeah.
1: Especially I'm, as long as he's continuing to play. I don't think anyone's touching that record for Kareem held that record for what? 39, 40 years, right?
0: Yeah, I think 38. Was it 38? Yeah, I
2: think 38.
1: I definitely see. Let's say LeBron plays four more years. I'll be until he's 42. He could be put up. Let's say he puts up 6,000 more points. Puts up 6,000. That's 44,000, almost 45,000. Yeah, that's going to be a hard record to break. Yeah. Absolutely hard record. Yep. Uh, yeah,
0: for sure. I don't think it'll be in our lifetime. But uh, you know what? A- another discussion we'll have later. We're not going to do it on this podcast, but um, let's have a discussion at some point. Will anyone ever break Oscar Robertson's UC scoring record of 2,973 points? <laughs> you know, S.K.'s at number two at 2,145, Logan's number three at 1,985. Um, let's hold that to a discussion at a later right.
2: point. I've, yes. got, I've got some thoughts on that, but let's. I do too, but yeah, we got to go another one. We won't end this one. This one. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. The Twyman segment
0: is sponsored by 93 ways to mentor. 93 ways to mentor is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that specializes in empowering youth in the greater Cincinnati area through mentoring, therapy, education, and financial support. To support visit the website 93 mentor.com or contact Derek Adams at 513-310-1715. Fellas, this concludes another great podcast. Thanks to all of our sponsors Taxley Donahue Accounting Services, Greg Hooden at Beachmont Toyota, and 93 Ways to Mentor. Now we want to remind all Bearcat fans out there to visit Meals Pizzeria at 2634 Short Vine. Before and after all Bearcat football and basketball games. Get there early because the place is packed on Bearcat game days. Thanks to Kelly and Richard Meals for the support of the Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast. I will be back at Meals for a live podcast on February 22nd from 5 to 6 p.m. before the 7 p.m. Temple game. The Bearcat Tip-Off Talk podcast is presented by Taxly. Taxly offers the first apprenticeship program for careers in tax law and consultants. So for those who thought the CPA was the only way to a prestigious tax career, let Taxly show you the importance of becoming an enrolled agent. Visit Taxly.com to learn more. We will be back with another new episode before the February 15th game versus ECU. Uh, fellas, will you be at the game, uh, the US, US, uh, USF game? I will. I'll be there.
2: I won't. I'll miss this one. I got um, daddy-daughter dance, same time, so...
0: Oh, whoa, 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 wait, wait, hold on. I'm not like, I'm not gonna let that fly by real quick. You got the, the, the daddy daughter dance? you gonna be out there, uh, a little sturdy, a little, um, I ain't getting sturdy. <laughs> you gonna I'll dance with
2: my daughter, yeah. I'll dance with my daughter. I ain't getting sturdy though. You go, you gonna hit the, uh,
0: <laughs> you gonna hit the gritty a little bit. I got a feeling you're gonna get, you're gonna get called
2: in. I don't know, maybe I could, might could do the gritty, but I ain't getting sturdy. <laughs> you ain't getting sturdy. Nah, I'll let her get sturdy. Okay. If you did, I need video
0: uh, proof of the sturdy. No, nah, I, 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 nah, I ain't doing sturdy. Okay. Um, Neil, you'll be at the game? Yes, sir. Good. Uh, James White texts me, Flight White. Um, he texted me a couple of days ago and said, hey, I'm flying in for the game, USF game. Oh, word? Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. I was like, let's get up. Let's go to dinner. He's like, bet. And then we text today, and he's like, man. He's like I called into the, you know, he's got that G League responsibility. Yeah, and stuff, and he got called into something Saturday morning, so
2: dang, yeah, he can't fly in for the game. So, yeah, it was that's been a good game for him to check out. In yeah. I, mean, I will hope. I will hope. Loster. <laughs> right, I always, yeah. I always love when our, our our former guys, you
0: know, legends like that come in. Yeah, it makes it more yeah. festive, right? Yeah, for sure, man. It always does. Yeah, so I was a little this point, he can't make it, but but hopefully we'll be able to get him uh, to something else soon. again. I mean, the season's coming down to the end. Man, man, it's around
2: the corner. We have to round the third right now. Round and third, getting ready to head home. You know, yep. you
0: tweeted out something, JT. I mean, you were talking about the amount of podcasts that we've knocked out so far.
2: Yeah. This would be 28, man. It's crazy. Ooh, man. That's
1: 28. That's, that's crazy. We've been cranking these babies out.
2: 28. Sure. For sure.
1: Been fun.
2: We ain't done yet. Yeah, no, nah, nah, no, yeah, ain't done. But yeah, boy. 28. Yes, yeah, that tweet was 27. So, what, what are we going to do when uh, the season's over? We got to figure something out. Yeah, something. <laughs> something. Anyway, we'll figure something
0: out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. So, we want to thank all the Bearcat fans out there for listening to another episode of the Bearcat Tip Off Talk podcast. Presented by Taxley
2: Bill Bearcats.